Hi, everybody. I'm Peter Travers, and this is Popcorn, where I tell you what is happening at the movies. And there's a movie now called Gloria Bell, which I really like. I like it tremendously, uh, and in good measure because of the two lead performances, Julianne Moore and my guest today, John Turturro. Hi. They play two divorced people who I would say maybe aren't meant for each other but right. should be in some fundamental yes, way. I would agree they? with that. Uh, okay, well then we're done here. Okay. That's it. That's, no. But can you describe who this guy is you're playing? Well, I, I, I was interested in doing the movie, first of all, because I wanted to work with Julianne. I saw the, the original film mm -hmm. that Sebastian Lelo did. And, uh, I, Chile. I thought was, yeah, 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 I thought it was a wonderful film. You don't usually see films about people in the middle of their lives, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and trying to, you know, connect again with another human being. But I, I, I think in her case, she's, she's really brave in, in how she tries. And he's, he really tries to escape this dysfunctional relationship, which he's somewhat separated from, but not enough. And you see he's his... newly divorced. Yeah, you know. He, you know, how divorced is he? Is he just separated? Is he, you know... Uh, uh, some women say, well, he's not divorced at all. Uh, uh, but I, I think what's interesting about the character, and the, the way the director, Sebastian, described him is that he keeps trying and failing and trying. And he has something great in front of him. He has a wonderful opportunity with someone. And like many people, sometimes they can't unmoor themselves from a dysfunctional relationship out of guilt, uh, out of need. He's got very needy kids and everything. And so you see this uh, relationship on and off, on and off, on and off. And she, she has a family too. And, uh, and she's not a, a perfect person, but she's really willing to, you know, she wants it. Well, she's and, had over a decade being divorced. That's right. <clears throat> so she's so, learned to basically right. live with her relationship with her children right. and an ex-husband. But right. the way you play it, you make us feel for him in some way. Well, he runs away from that family thing he's at that's not his family because right. without saying goodbye because he's listening to an ex-husband talk about and show wedding pictures right. of when that happened. Well, people are primitive. I don't think people are as advanced as they imagine themselves mm -hmm. to be. You know, you can be with someone you know for a long time and say, oh, this person, we were lovers. And it doesn't matter if you're 20, sometimes 50. Depends how secure you are. Mm -hmm. The thing about older people when they meet, they have a past. They have a big past, you know. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're, gonna, you're going to come into contact with that past, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, but it's still possible, you know, for someone to, uh, to enjoy life. Mm -hmm. You know, some people don't think they deserve to. Well, you have a line that's about that. I didn't think this would ever happen for me again. Right, right. That's very touching. You know, when people connect with other people, they're putting their attention on them, not on, on themselves. And so much of life, sometimes we're stuck in our own little bubble, you know, and I, I think this movie explores what it is to connect and then and then either continue that and develop it, you know, let that grow or, you know, break it away. And he's kind of fragile that way. And I think he has something that's, you know, potentially wonderful in his hands. Mm -hmm. 
you know, and they, there's moments, you have to really root for them as a couple for the film to work. Mm -hmm. And I think as like, and I think Sebastian has got a sort of Chekhovian, you know, approach to things that people try, you know, and, but they're really flawed, you know. They're, they're in love with someone, but they never say it. They never act on it, you know. So sometimes they have this very simple dialogue, but all these, there's a complexity of feelings and, and emotion. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said before, like to someone, like Beckett says, you know, you, 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 you fail, you know, you try again, and then you fail better, you know. <laughs> and it's like, that's so much of life, that way that not being afraid of failure. And I think, because then you don't, you know, second guess yourself sometimes. Is that like or akin to you as an actor taking on another role? I, I, because aren't you putting yourself out there again? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there are things I feel like I've, you know, succeeded to the best of my ability within the amount of time I had. There are times it doesn't work. Sometimes the film doesn't work. Sometimes your choice doesn't work. Uh, you don't even know. But when you're working with people who are working together mm -hmm. and they're, they're passing the ball back and forth, and Julianne is a great uh, partner that way, and so was Sebastian, then you're, it's a creative environment. Mm -hmm. But you never know how the director is going to treat you or whatever. And sometimes I can be really protective at first to, because trust, as in friendship and in a relationship, is earned. And mm -hmm. you're... You are putting, so you never know. That's kind of the, the joy of it. But lots of actors will tell you, yeah, I, you know, I'm preparing, I got this great job. And as it inches closer to doing it, they get like, you know, stage fright. You're like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Until you get into it and then you're doing it. But it depends who you're doing it with. You've worked with some filmmakers, certainly, God, Spike Lee. How many Spike Lee movies? I don't know, but I've done like four <laughs> big roles and then a mm -hmm. bunch of smaller roles, like maybe nine movies. Coen Brothers I worked with four times and then I did a play with Ethan and then they executive produced the film mm -hmm. Romance and Cigarettes that I did. So I, there are people I would have loved, Francesca Rosi, uh, uh, <coughs> Robert Redford, you know, uh, and, and many, many other directors. I've worked with Nani Moretti, uh, that you, you want to work with a second time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you get that opportunity, and sometimes you don't. And then there are directors that once is enough, you know. But that is not that often. I'm usually <clears throat> more careful about that. But, uh, you know, some people really love, they like other people, and some people don't. Mm -hmm. They have something in their head, and they want you to be the instrument to uh, capture that. In, that's in their head. But the how is what an actor can bring to something. I can do what you want, but how I do it is, should be the actor's choice when you give them the reins a little bit. Well, you know. do, but there isn't, there's no such thing as a John Turturro performance in a way of, well, there isn't. Well, thank you. In terms of, I'm, I'm thinking of you as uh, Jesus in the Big Lebowski. Oh, right. But that's something that's five minutes, <clears throat> so I've got to do a lot in five minutes. But you do do a lot, yeah. to the extent that everybody that's ever seen it remembers him and right. that character. Well, but it's also how the filmmakers put it together. Well, so. yeah, the Coen yeah. brothers are pretty good. They're pretty you good. Know, they can, they yeah. can put something together. Right. But here you are playing a, a bowler slash pederast. Right. And then you could be in Quiz Show for Robert right. Redford, where right. you're playing a, a well, real guy, Herbert Stemple, who is on a quiz show, 
and is being pushed aside for somebody that's supposedly more photogenic. You know, there are some actors. I'm from the theater. Yeah, I was trained to be uh, <clears throat> play. You know, I've done Beckett. I've done Chekhov. I've done I John Patrick Channing. I remember you and Danny in the Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, and so, yeah. uh, you know, my goal it was always to to be a, a transformative, a transforming actor. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in doing different things. I'm, I'm doing the night of. That's a different job. That's a different challenge to sustain something for almost ten hours. You well, know? You're, you're not only you're sustaining it, and you're you're doing this mini series of that. But right. there are also these other factors that you, as a human being, have. This that's was. Right. James Gandolfini was supposed to be in that role. He did it for one day, James. One, yeah, so one day, friend, and yeah. he was gone. Right. He wasn't just another really great actor. He was a friend of yours. He that's was right. in Romance and Sick. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you Jamie know? is someone I really loved, and uh, it was an extra... At first, I was a little, wow, you know, but then I saw that he only worked a day, and uh, and then once I decided to do it and got the opportunity to do it... Uh, by Steve Zalian and Richard Price, I you know was, that was an extra incentive for me mm-hmm. to do that because he's someone I, I really uh, miss, as a, as a performer, as a friend. Uh, he was a very special guy. He had a sensitivity about him that was really special. So I, I, I kept that in my mind of finding that character John Stone on my own, but it was an extra incentive for mm-hmm. me. But I've always liked, you know. Challenges, and I want to keep uh, challenging myself, stretching myself. How critical are you of you? I'm pretty. I'm very. I've I've edited myself, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I can tell you when I like what I do, and I know when I I think I look right in the role, how I'm photographed. Uh, but I'm I'm, you know, certain things I review every take, and you know if I'm doing an accent or this or that, and. I tell them this is good, that's no good, that's too much. A lot of times you see yourself being muscular in your approach and then you realize, mm-hmm. okay, now I can let go and now I can be simpler, but keep the pace, but keep it you know, trippingly on the tongue, mm-hmm. uh, so to speak. But uh, I, I, I can see when I've accomplished something or when I haven't. You know what I mean? So, what are this? Because often when I'm talking to actors and I hear them talk it's performances that people recognize the most but i'm interested in asking you in like three or four roles that you've done where you learned something about you well i learned uh i learned uh i mean working with spike and joel and ethan i've learned you know they started giving me different opportunities so i could use different aspects of myself but when after i did barton fink i was asked to, to work with francesco rosi on the adaptation of Primo Levi's uh, La Tregua, The Truce. And I was involved with it for five years. I read every book of Primo Levi's. I lost a lot of weight. I did all these things. But more than anything, Primo Levi is a seminal and really essential author to read from Mm -hmm. the last century. Very relevant, what's going on in the world today. But I didn't really talk that much. And I learned the power of stillness and delicacy. And... uh, learning to take one book that I was doing, but it was a sequel to the first book. So it was the first book that I had to almost memorize or embody in my mind. Uh, And it was a great experience as an actor uh, because I still think it's one of the best things I've ever done. And I learned a lot Mm -hmm. uh, uh, 
of what to show what and how powerful gentleness and delicacy is because I early on when I did five corners and all these other I, you know people wanted me to be explosive and emotional and violent and that's great that's great but I also learned the other the other side of that and that I thought was that was a big changing point in my life because I there was this great director that exposed to me a lot of things about Italian culture especially Neapolitan because he was Neapolitan uh, so I learned you know from working with him I I learned working with Robert Redford what an interesting idiosyncratic guy he was and how there's a character actor inside of him you know a real character actor uh, and any director that I've, I've that I've enjoyed has like pushed me but in a gentle way not in an, a in a brute way mm -hmm. I don't I, I don't think I could do something if someone is you know if they're pushing me and you don't feel that there's some kind of kindness underneath it uh, but I've worked with a lot of you know different directors and sometimes great directors that the film didn't work sometimes they did work mm -hmm. You know, early on in my career, I worked with like Billy Friedkin and Michael Cimino, and they were really like generals. So I learned what I liked and what I didn't like as much. And I think, well, often you're not as an actor in control of. Well, that, I'm well, now. I, but now I, I know how to protect myself. Uh, and if someone if someone does something that I don't like, I put a stop to it. I say, hey, you know, if you don't want me to do it, then I'll go home. I think you have to be able to say to someone. To express your opinion without mm -hmm. fear of being uh, excommunicated, you know yeah. what I mean? And that's, yeah. that's the biggest Weird. fear of an actor because it's so hard to get a job initially that people don't want to be fired. But you want the actor to bring their impulses, their... I guess you have to not care sometimes when it means that much to you. That's right. If you get fired, so be it. That's it's going to so, happen. It's but what happen. gave you that? Where, where do you come from? that has made you who you are. I, I know you think lived my in parents, Queens. I think my parents. My parents really cared about my mother. You know, she was involved in music, but she was a dressmaker. And she was really very, very competent person, very talented person. She didn't, have a, she didn't get a chance to do everything. You know, she wasn't overtly ambitious. She had to quit school. My father was a builder. And they really cared about what they did. You know, whether it was a, my father building a big skyscraper or a house mm -hmm. or alteration he he put himself into it so if I put myself into something and then I and I feel like I know the best things I've ever done is when I everything's been focused but if when I feel like there's a sense of freedom that I can give someone something and I could surprise them even the director who wrote mm -hmm. it you know uh, and I think you you have to kind of eventually know, well, this is what makes me, uh, me, you know, and who I am. And, and it's, it shouldn't be at the expense of the other person, but it should be, you know, in, in support of what you're going for, you know. And mm -hmm. you may have some fights along the way, but they can be, they can be good fights. I read, they said, how did Lubitsch, you know, what was the Lubitsch touch? Why was he able to achieve that? And they spoke to his co-writer. I forget the gentleman's name. And he said basically what they did was they destroyed each other's ideas 
respectfully until they could come up with the most uh, surprising solution to what they were writing. And I think in a perfect world, that's really what you're going for, is to surprise you a little bit and feel like, oh. It should be, yeah. I, I know that, keep, I know yeah, that You've got to keep them going, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. I, and when you work with, with really, I mean, I've worked with this one guy, Andre Belgrader, on a lot of plays. He was my teacher at Yale. And he's, he's like pushed me, you know, when I did a Cherry Orchard or I did Endgame, to points where I want to strangle the man. But he keeps pushing me to see how far we could go together. And he's gotten me to do things that I thought I couldn't do. I'm listening to you, and I see the joy that you take in just describing the experience well, of doing real it. To do it is good. That's right. well, do you mind answering a couple of questions now no. from the internet? We're going to see what they want to know from you. Oh, it's a child, John. You are simply great in everything you do, big movies, small movies. On That's right, you do do it all. Right. Transformers, you can go to that and all do right, the tiniest play. thing. I don't know if I have a favorite character. You don't? I, I, I feel like, that's, you know, there are things that I've had real, uh, uh, you know, people have enjoyed and then I felt like, well, I was doing something more of like a quick sketch artist, you know, or... Well, that's uh, Lebowski, I yeah. guess, in a sense. Well, yeah, but that Lebowski was, was based on a... They inspired by a character I played in a play before mm -hmm. that, so I knew mm -hmm. that. But I can't say that there's one... There are so many things that I've... Because each thing is... That's the thing you're most in love with at the moment, mm -hmm. usually. And, uh, you know, uh, so I, I can't... I can't pay. I, I, I will say some jobs are more in-depth. It's like I'm a, I'm a plumber. And some jobs, I'm more of an electrician. Okay, so I, I, I separate between right. my plumbing jobs it's and my electrical jobs. It's about plumbing and, and electricity. And I so should say carpentry because my father was a carpenter. You should. Uh, yeah, but right, I mean, I think that's all part of building something. It is. I can't ask this. a builder what's their favorite well, building. You Sometimes they do have favorite so maybe. buildings. Maybe. You know? Sometimes I you have. do, but you know, a thing that you worked on and you did all the carpentry and the plumbing or you did something like I, the night I, of uh, after all those episodes. Well, I'm, I'm very proud of them. I'm pretty, I'm, yeah. the night of, it is, yes. that's a character I, I would revisit. Yeah, you know? I'm picking that as great. All right, one more. Oh, yeah. We're going to look at one more. Our beloved West Sider bookstore has been saved. Do you have special memories of shooting yeah. a film there? It was really narrow and hard to shoot, but it's a, it's a wonderful store. And I'm a big bookstore lover and book lover so uh i'm really happy to know that it's been safe look at that all right well this is the first time you've been on the show so yeah. you don't know we end in song in song in song and i know that you are you have songs in your heart <laughs> maybe even a neapolitan song <laughs> i don't know but it's just a snippet yeah. of something that oh my god oh come on uh, You're what? fearless. I'm fearless. Yeah. See, I have to keep saying song. that to you. It can be any yeah. song, though, uh, really. Uh, you can do God. Kanye if you want to. Kanye? Yeah, you can do whatever's in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, John. Uh, well, because well, like, there would be, wow, that, yeah. you've, you've really stumped me. Well, I did, you know, The Man Without Love, you know, that's it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, every day I wake up, then I start to break up. Lonely is the man without love. Okay? <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank right. you. Thank you. Thank Great you. to talk to well, you. Nice to talk to, to you. you. Great. Okay.